Welcome to Catholic Church Reform International ongoing podcast series. I'm your moderator, Rennie Reed, and our guest today is Father Joe Healy, a Marino missionary priest speaking to us today all the way from Nairobi, Kenya. There are so many young people who are moving on from the church. And Father Joe, you're recommending that they consider young people's small Christian communities. Tell me about that. As we continue with our research of what we call listening circles, that is meeting with young people in the United States and listening to their concerns and their issues. First, when we look at the millennial, right now the latest statistics are 60% of the Catholic millennials have left the institutional Catholic Church, the institutional church. And uh, why is that? The reasons given are number one, uh, the Catholic Church is turning a blind eye to women's equality. And they're not allowing women to sit at the table equally. So that's a justice issue for young people. The second is the gay-lesbian challenge. They feel, again, the Catholic Church is not welcoming to diversity in the Catholic Church, in particular uh, with the gay-lesbian population. So they are voting with their feet. This is the millennials. The one issue that attracts millennials to the Catholic Church is climate justice, the whole area of environment and ecology. Pope Francis is very popular with them, and in particular, Laudato Si, the document on care of the earth. So young people want to respond to social justice issues, to uh, action for justice, and in particular, the one attractive topic is climate justice. So I can see why they're particularly drawn to Pope Francis, because he is speaking their language. So many of the clergy in the church today are not addressing their issues, but Pope Francis is speaking right where their heart is. So with this in mind, this idea of climate justice. Is this, for example, a typical topic that would come up in a small Christian community with young people? Exactly. In these listening circles, the young people that we have spoken with and heard their views say that this youth or young people generation is hungry for community. I met a young woman recently and I said, would it be fair to call you a searcher? She has left the institutional Catholic Church. She's experimenting with uh, Buddhism and with other uh, faith communities. But she said, I'm hungry for community. I want to be together with other young people searching. So that's why our hope is that at a certain point, we can encourage small faith-sharing communities. 
both on college campuses and beyond. But what I've learned in our recent research is the starting point is not the Bible. And it's not the specific faith experience of the young people. It's just for them to share their life experiences. A wonderful example is Villanova University in Philadelphia. The campus ministry program announced that they were going to have workshops on the campus and they asked for signups. When they put Lexio Divina as the topic, eight people signed up. When they talked about face sharing, eight people signed up. When the topic was mindfulness, 50 people signed up. In other words, that topic is very popular on college campuses, mindfulness. And when you then move that to social action, that ignites the passion and interest of the young people. What's the typical format when young people get together? What is the format of a young person's small faith community as opposed to adults, to the older adults? The format that I've seen that works best is being used in several campus ministry programs in the Midwest. And uh, when the freshmen come into their first year of college and they sign up for small communities in the campus ministry program, when they gather the first time, they have what we call a touchdown, which means where are they in their life right now? What are they passionate about? What are they interested in? What do they want to talk about with other young people? And so the starting point is their lived experience. Right now on our small Christian community website, we have that poll. The favorite part of my small Christian community is, and the number one choice right now in the voting is sharing life experiences. That's the starting point. Which makes sense why young people would be better off having their own small faith communities than, than mixing in because they have so many issues in common that they need and want to talk about. But you say that climate justice is one of the top issues among young people right now. Is that right? I would say it's the number one issue. And uh, when people meet in the United States, just looking at the last two years, last year for high school and college students, the gun control issue was number one. If you remember, uh, students left the classrooms and took to the streets in the protest for uh, st strengthening gun control after the tragedies in America. This year, it's climate control. In other words, the environment and ecology. And uh, I think the most dramatic picture that I remember on the media that young people talk about is those islands in the Pacific where so much plastic uh, has washed up on the beaches. And we find that dead whales 
have their stomachs just filled with plastic bottles and with other plastic materials. So this campaign against plastics really energizes young people. On college campuses now, they've stopped using plastic bags. They've stopped using plastic knives and forks and spoons. And now they're going to ban plastic water bottles. If you go and meet young people today, they're carrying their own water bottles, not plastic, but they're permanent water bottles as a protest. And this is what energizes them. You know what's interesting, Fadico? There was a time when going to church was the way to express our Christian faith. But I find that young people today are being a presence of Christ in the world in so many ways beyond that, whether it's speaking up for gun control or the environment, whether it's speaking up for the climate change and what's happening. They, that is how they stand in solidarity with so many people who are experiencing injustice today. That really is their expression of Christianity, isn't it? Exactly. In interviews we've had, one young woman put it so well. She said, for us young people today, the litmus test for being a Catholic is not going to Mass on Sunday. It's for social action, for outreach programs, for immersion programs. That's where we have our Catholic identity. That's where is our Catholic DNA today. So the way that the institutional church functions today and the way that these whole, the whole concept of small faith communities and young people in particular having their very own, it, it's an entirely different format, an entirely different structure. How does the structure of the young people's small faith communities contribute to the universal church? Well, if you allow me to share our Eastern African experience, I live in Nairobi, Kenya, and I serve in nine countries of Eastern Africa, uh, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Sudan, South Sudan, Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, and Zambia. And we've had small Christian communities as the key pastoral priority of the Catholic Church in Eastern Africa, all the way back from 1973. Originally, these were adult groups, and young people were invited to participate. But according to African tradition, young people do not speak in mixed groups in front of their elders. In particular, children do not speak in front of their parents at a meeting. So we said, we have to do something new. And we took a proverb in Spanish that's very popular in Latin America for the base Christian communities. We create the path by walking. So we created a new path, and that was to have young people form their own small Christian communities. And if you go to our small Christian community website, you'll see that expression 
YPSCC, Young People, Small Christian Communities. So they gather in their own small communities and talk about the issues that they want. Not over and against the adult communities. It's all part of the extended family and clan setup where the mother community creates smaller communities like branches. So we have a young people, small Christian community, then we have a children's small Christian community, all within the mother small Christian community. And in our book, God's Quad, we interviewed African university and college students about what they want to talk about when they're alone in their own small communities, without their parents, without their teachers, and without priests and sisters, without adults. And the research results were very interesting. Number one topic that they want to talk about is sex. But sex in the terms of personal relationships, boy-girl relationships. And then the second topic that they want to talk about is social justice. Why don't you give us the website? If people want to learn more about this, where do they go to find your website? Sure. Uh, it's very simple. The website address is www dot and then one word small christian communities one word in the plural small christian communities dot org and we have a wonderful search engine and if you put in youth or you put in uh young people then you uh get plenty of material about the concerns and issues of young people and what is growing very fast is the small Christian communities on high school and college campuses. A bishop in Tanzania some years ago said, every Catholic boarding school of high school or university should have small Christian communities of young people. Why? Because they're living there. And then you just create small communities in the residence halls in the dormitories, where once a week, the young people can come together and talk about their issues and concerns. So how do you suggest someone interested go about finding one or joining one? What do they do? Well, in terms of young people, in America today, we have excellent campus ministry programs. If you're on a Catholic college campus. I mentioned Villanova earlier. The Jesuits have 27 Catholic universities in the United States. We know of Georgetown, for example, Boston College, Santa Clara in California. So the Catholic universities have Catholic campus ministry programs with active opportunities for small sharing communities. The secular universities have what we call Newman Centers. The same principle. There is a Catholic chaplaincy center on a large university campus. And I think, for example, of uh, 
Michigan State University, Yale University, Texas University. And they offer these campus ministry programs, one of which are opportunities for young people to meet in small faith-sharing communities. But what we've learned is not to push a Catholic or religious agenda at the beginning. Let them start where they're at, which is more their desire and hunger for community and maybe the social questions are their starting point. Then later, they can get to their faith questions. Later, they might want to say, well, what does the Bible say about that? But begin with their passionate questions, their burning issues. And so many young people today are looking for some kind of, of community. So if they're if they are not on a college campus and they want to find something, is there a way that they can, you can just guide them to start one, call a few friends together, begin one? Right. Now, talking to young people today, they've given me a mantra or saying, go digital or die. In other words, we have to meet young people where they're at. The priest that I work with in Nairobi, Kenya, in the pastoral department of the Catholic Bishop's office, he decided on Sunday morning he would do a survey. He'd go around Nairobi, and he could have done the same thing in Los Angeles or Chicago or New York and said, where are the young Catholics today on Sunday morning? And he found they're not at the church. They're not waiting to talk with them outside the Catholic Church after Mass on Sunday morning. They're on social media. So he said, if we're going to meet young people today, we've got to go digital. And that's why this idea of starting online small Christian communities has been so attractive. Using Skype, for example. I'm on an online small Christian community every Tuesday. And we've met for five years. These are people from the United States, Tanzania, Kenya, Germany, England. We're just 10 people, but we read the gospel of the following Sunday and apply it to our daily lives. So online small Christian communities are a way forward. Go digital or die. Young people say we have to use Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, and the newest is WhatsApp. Uh, here in Africa, 800 million people are on WhatsApp. It's another one of these social media platforms. And many young people now have connected together on WhatsApp, and they share their ideas and views online using this social media platform. So if, if someone does not have anything pointing in their region of the world, then they can do something online, probably just a Google search and they can find something. Excellent. Yeah. Google is an amazing tool to find other people interested in the same thing you are. Now, getting to the other alternative is the term we use are parish-based small Christian communities. 
which is our model here in Eastern Africa. And you will find in different parishes in the United States, a scattering of these small Christian communities. And what I recommend is if a youth group in a parish wants to do more and to have more commitment than just a big meeting of say 60 or 70 youth in the parish hall, they can form these small Christian communities of young people, about 15 per community. So that is an extension then of the pastoral outreach of the parish. And sometimes these young people will meet physically uh, in their neighborhood or in their homes, or they could also meet online, but they're connected to the parish and the parish pastoral priorities for young people. Father Joe, could you see these small Christian communities becoming much more the future of the church? Worldwide, yes, because I think community values are so basic to both our theology and practice. But in the United States, the research shows that individualism and privacy and independent are so strong in the American uh, character that it's very hard for these small Christian communities to really take off. You can see uh, scattered types, like for example, the intentional Eucharistic communities are popular, but mainly with older people. But I don't think right now, it, the small Christian communities are strong enough to fight this individualism tide in America. But we have to challenge people to a deeper community life. I'm proud of young people for confronting governmental officials. A young girl from Sweden just spoke before the U.S. Congress yesterday. I'm, I'm the, the students from the high school that had this, sh this shooting, how they led the way and went to the, went to the White House, sat down with the president and tried to push for what they wanted. The more they take their issues to heart and really confront some of these political issues, these pol political entities, I think the more that they can really make an impact. And now you mentioned to me earlier that the General Assembly of the UN, that this year they are focused on climate justice. Right, and uh, this is gonna be a big topic the last week of September in the beginning of October all through the United States because uh, the scientists tell us the time is now, we can't wait until tomorrow. We're at an urgent moment in world history related to the environment and ecology. And that's why Pope Francis's call for care of the earth is so attractive to young people. But maybe a new start would be not think of specifically a Bible sharing small community or a faith-sharing small Christian community, but rather start with a particular social issue, such as climate control, climate justice, and then gather young people together to talk about that and 
The end point is action, moving to action. Maybe those social justice small communities are the way to attract young people today. Can you even imagine the impact that as these continue to grow, how the small Christian communities could have an impact on the church as a whole? Exactly. When Greta spoke in Congress yesterday, she talked about the importance of what one person can do. One person can make a difference. And she said, you can make a difference. And I would have loved to share with her a proverb that we use in South Africa, here on the continent of Africa. It says, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping alone in a closed room with a mosquito. <laughs> so that mosquito keeps you up all night. So we need to be mosquitoes to provoke and challenge people. Uh, and we have that fam famous saying that the Pope likes, we should uh, comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. So this is action today, leading to justice. And we have a proverb also from East Africa, one hand washes the other. Together we have strength. The great anthropologist said, Margaret Mead, how does change occur in the world? She said, time and time again in history, it's been a few individuals who've gotten together and made a difference. And just think of what difference uh, Greta, the uh, Swedish 60-year-old girl, and her friends are making today on climate justice. It would, it's a shame that bishops or bishops are not listening to young people today to really listen to what they have to say. And as the older generation dies off and the younger generation takes over, they are changing the whole nature and the whole shape of what it looks like and what it means to be church, aren't they? Exactly. I'm now listening to the Generation Z which is the college students of today. And again and again, their message is diversity is a value. Diversity is good. That's our identity for today. And they're comfortable with diversity. And so whether it's um, having the racism challenge, uh, people of color working together, whether it's the gay-lesbian question, they want to encourage diversity and see that as our way of life for today's world. And young people want justice. They want justice, whether it's for the immigrants or for the gay-lesbian world, for women. They want justice. And that really is their way of, having, of being a presence of Christ in the world today. I'm excited about the future. Father Joe, so good to have you with us today. Um, I think that we've only touched on this subject and there's probably much more that we can talk about with, um, as, as things evolve and develop. So let's keep that door open. And I would say continue with our listening circles. 
forming opportunities where we older people can sit in a circle with young people and listen to their concerns and issues and then come up with a strategy for change, for transformation. Uh, again, this is why we say the small Christian community model of church, it's not a program or a project in the parish, it's a way of life. Let's make small Christian communities of young people a way of life today with the social justice action outreach. The young people are the future of the church, They're the future of the world, and they give me so much hope. Thank you for being with us today. And as I said earlier, let's continue. We create the path by walking.